Hey, welcome to New Community Elkins Podcast. I'm the pastor, Bobby Benavides, and I am excited to have you with us. I hope you enjoy what you hear. I hope it encourages you and keeps you moving forward in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. We, we started this series focused on the I am words of God, right? So we, we were looking at why um, or how Jesus refers to himself as as the as I am in multiple sections. And then we talked about how God speaking to Moses, how he said, like, I am who I am, right? We recognize that there is no, that we cannot stay the same. That's what we recognize. In this in this series, it's all about the fact that we cannot say, I am who I am. We can't rest in that. Because honestly, right, we're supposed to change. We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to become something different. We're supposed to become a, a new creation through Jesus. That is the focus of this message. But we rest in the I am, the one who is always constant, the one who stays the same, the one who does not uh, shift, the one who does not run away, the one who does not cower in the midst of trial or, or um, stress, the one who is the only I am, right? The only one who could ever say, I am who I am, is God. God speaking to us, God sharing his message to us. He is the only one who could ever say, I am who I am. We cannot say it because he is meant to shift us. He is meant to change us. He, he moves in us. When we have him, he moves us to become something different. And so we're going to be continuing this this series, this message this morning, um, and we're going into uh, a story in the Gospel of John, uh, John chapter 10, and we're going to be seeing another I am message from Jesus to his people, to those who are listening. And so we're going to read this real quick, and then um, the, the words are going to pop up for you here, but we're going to read this together, and then um, we'll, we'll, we'll come into the message. So let's do that. So it starts off like this. In verse 11 of chapter 10, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to be our Good Shepherd. I pray, Lord, that we move into this time open with open minds, open hearts, open ears, Lord, to what you have to teach us this morning through your spirit, God. I just pray, Father, that we are aware of your presence in this place. 
uh, some are sitting at home, um, some are uh, maybe just, uh, I don't know, sitting in bed. <laughs> God, we, we want to know that you're present with us. So Father, guide us this morning, lead us. We praise you, we love you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. So um, we have a couple dogs, right? And they're they're awesome dogs. They're they're fun dogs, and um, I we love our dogs. Um, and the thing about the dogs, though, right, is that um, we have they're they're still puppy like. Um, they're they're big puppies, but they're puppies. And the other day, um, I had them outside with me, and we were just kind of hanging out. And 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 it was funny because you know you kind of think your dogs are gonna be the protectors. Well, there was a noise. It was just a loud noise. I think someone maybe either started a lawnmower or it was just like a little bit of a pop. And my dog cowered and ran away from the noise as I'm standing there trying to figure out what's going on, right? Um, I was like, wait, you're supposed to be protecting me, right? You're my dog. Like, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be right by my side. You're supposed to be standing there, teeth out, and ready to, whatever's coming at us, ready to fight that, right? And I was like, these dogs are not very protective and maybe they maybe they just looked at me and said oh we don't need to protect you look how look how big and strong you are yeah okay that's not true but most likely they were probably looking at going like okay that's a loud noise uh we're out and that was it right they ran away what does this have to do with anything honestly it's just me just talking about my dogs and how fresh i am that they're cowards um no the reality of it is is that this is what we're hearing from the good shepherd right that Jesus, being the good shepherd, comes into this picture and he's saying, look, I am with you. I am, I am the one who's kind of protecting the sheep. He, the way he refers to himself as the good shepherd, he's basically letting people know, like, look, I am the one who knows the sheep. I take care of the sheep. I honor the sheep. I am going to be the one who provides for the sheep, right? And so we're going to look at this scripture again. We're just going to keep picking it apart a little bit. So we're going to start in these verse few, first few verses I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, right? We look at that first, um, that first section in verse 11 of chapter 10. What he's saying is that, look, I am the good shepherd. I'm the one who's going to give up his life. I'm going to sacrifice. We know what he did. He went to the cross. He sacrificed himself for the sheep. The sheep were the, are the people of God, the ones who are um, following along, the, one who are, the ones who are listening, the ones who, who are um, recognize that they need someone to protect them. And he goes into verse 12, and this is kind of where the dogs come in, and, and I'm also going to share a story of, of uh, my personal life before I, I knew Christ. Um, but he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them up and scatters. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Now, here we go. Here's a little personal story about Bobby, right? So before I knew Jesus, I, I was a little bit of a of a bad kid, right? And my kids are probably listening, so now they're going to be, because they're watching in a different room, they're probably going to hear this going, wait, daddy was? Yeah, there you go, sad, sad reality, right? That um, unfortunately, before I knew Jesus, I was not really the best person in the world. But when I was in middle school, my cousin and I was we used to go to a baseball card shop. And at this baseball card shop, they had video games and they had baseball cards. And they had all this, you know, they had all the stuff there that the baseball card shop would have, right? Um, and so we walked in and they did this thing called grab bags. Where in the grab bags, they, they'd be like a buck, maybe two bucks, I can't remember. And they put special cards or even at the time when I was a kid, they had this thing called pogs, right? Um, if you don't are familiar with pogs, uh, you didn't have a childhood or you, you just need to Google it. 
but it was amazing. I love playing Pogs. It was great. I actually still have some. Pogs was a great time. But anyway, so they had these things. And so my cousin and I walked in, and, and we both kind of talked to each other about doing this. We said, hey, look, they're just grab bags. They're only a buck. Um, you grab one, I grab one. You know what I mean? They're called grab bags, right? Uh, you grab one, grab one, uh, and, and we're going to try to take off. So I see him grab his. I grab mine. And we kind of stall it out, right? Because, again, I'm not, I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying this is what my story is. We're sitting there at this car shop. Well, my cousin walks out of the shop, and I'm still in there because, number one, I didn't really get the idea of getting out quick. I was not very bright. But at the same time, I was just like, okay, let me just take my time. And all of a sudden, I felt a, sh a hand on my shoulder, right? It was like, okay, uh, I'm busted. The baseball car shop owner said, hey, empty out your pockets. And so I did, and, and he said, go sit down. We're calling the police. Praise God they never called the police. But my cousin, right, he went outside of the shop, and he stood outside, and he was seriously laughing at me. Now, my cousin and I had a love-hate relationship at our, in our childhood. Right? We were about the same age as how it works, but I um, love him now. But um, he, he was, like, laughing at me, and he was, he was like, I can't believe. Well, then when it all cleared up, I go outside. I'm like, dude, how did you get away? He's like, I put mine back. My cousin fled <laughs> when I was in trouble, right? He took off. He's out. Now, again, this is what happens when you don't take ownership, right? Now, this could be a really bad analogy. I don't care. I'm using it. But the reality of it is, is that this is what happens, right? We, we sit here, and when people don't own the sheep, when people don't really take value in the sheep, when they see danger, they're out. If they don't take ownership of your friendship, of your relationships, of your of your um, your your personal life, like if they don't take ownership of, of of your your friendship, right, that that piece that's there, they're gonna bail when stuff gets hard. And that's what we can see in in times where we really are in need, right? You we always see people say, "Well, you really know your friends when you when you're in the hardest parts, right?" Because the, the friends are the ones who will rise up and talk to you, be present with you, sit with you in your time of need, uh, give you what if they can, they'll help you out with with, with finances, they'll help you out with um, with relationship advice, they'll help you out, they'll be there, they'll be present. But the ones who don't own the relationships, the one who don't that they don't take hold of the friendships of what you have, they're going to be gone, and you'll know that, right? You'll know that. You see celebrities, when they hit the, their financial peak, all of a sudden everybody's around them. But once they go bankrupt, they know who their real friends are right? because they know what's going to happen. And, you know, I don't have money, so I'm not going to worry about that. But I'm just talking about people who have the money, right? This is something that happens. But we have a shepherd who says, I am present with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be sticking with you because why? I own you, <laughs> I know you, right? This is this is where he says, I know you. I know who you are. Because he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, he's referencing the fact that he's going to the cross. He's going to take on the sin of, of man. He's going to take on everything because he owns the sheep. Because he knows the sheep. God the one who created all of us, Jesus, the one who's a part of that creation process, he knows us and he's saying, I'm going to lay down my life for the ones I know and the ones who know me. And the interesting piece of this section of scripture in verse 16 is, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also. Now what's that all about, right? Because wait a second, the, for, for the people who are listening to this message, this is what they're hearing. Wait a second here. 
you're the Messiah. You're the good shepherd. You're the one that's sent by God. You're the one who's following. Like You are the one. You are the one that we put our trust in. You are the one who's saying you are going to be the one who sacrifices, the ultimate sacrifice for us to be reconciled back to our creator. The people who are hearing this are the people of God, are the Hebrew people, the one who are expecting the Messiah to come. They're hoping. They've been waiting. They are longing for this time. And so what they're expecting is that they are going to be the only ones rescued in this moment. But what Jesus is saying right here is there's others who are not of this fold that I have to bring along. And what he's saying is that this is where he kind of enlightens the, the disciples to say, your ministry is going to be beyond just the people who bring you comfort. You're going to be helping out the Gentiles. You're going to be helping out those who have no connection with God, who need to learn about God, who are going to push you out of your place of comfort, and, and you're going to have to actually start serving them and loving them because I have to bring them along also. I have to bring them in. They're going to have to hear my voice. There's going to be one flock, one shepherd, one group of people, the ones who say that they are going to believe and follow Jesus. And those are the ones who he's like, they need to hear my voice. They need to be a part of this, but you are going to have a role to play, right? That's Later on, he tells them that. He's saying that to us too, is that in this moment, once you recognize who the shepherd is, once you recognize you've heard the voice, now it's time for you to go and collect other sheep, right? You're going to have to go out and start kind of gathering the ones who are from outside of flocks and helping them understand, like, look, you may think you have a shepherd who's guiding you, but when something comes up, when, when danger arises, you're not going to have protection, when struggles hit, you're not going to have a shepherd who's with you. you. You're out here in the wild. You need someone to, to care for you. You need to come in and you need to be protected by the only one who can fight against this danger. The only one who can help you fight against the struggles, the trials, the tribulation, right? The, the, the turmoil that rages inside of you. When, when finances hit hard, when, when relationships get rocky, when friendships disappear, right? Who are you going to find support in? You're going to find support in the good shepherd who's willing to lay down his life for his sheep. Even the sheep who are not from the Hebrew people, but outside as well. Even the sheep who are not born and raised in the church, right? But the ones who are going, you know, who are waiting till 28 years old, 38 years old, 80 years old to come to a decision to follow Jesus, right? That those are also people who are outside the flock. And we might say, well, wait a second, because <laughs> now we start talking about the people, right? This is where uh, drug addicts come in. This is where prostitutes come in. This is where people who are uh, known to be liars, thieves, cheaters, right? All these people who are on the outside, and you start saying, they're on the outside, right? We use that language. They're outsiders. Well, the Maybe one day, but then he's saying no, because they're a part of, they are also not of this fold, but I have to bring them in. I have to. That's what I'm here for. I am a shepherd who's drawing sheep in. I am a shepherd who's drawing people in, drawing in the people to love and care for and die for. That's why I'm here. That's what I came for. And then in verse 17, we see it again, right? For this reason, the Father loves me because I laid down my life that I may take it up again, right? So he's talking about, look, I'm going to the cross. No one takes it from me. I'm going willingly, right? I'm, I'm not, nobody's, nobody's forcing me to the cross. Nobody's, nobody has any power or authority to do that. I am going to do it willingly because of the sheep, because my Father loves me and I'm, because I'm laying down my life for the created, 
And because I lay down my life that I may take it up again, he's talking about his resurrection, right? He comes back because he conquers death for us to be brought back into a right relationship with God, right? This is amazing. This is what's powerful about Jesus is that he is the good shepherd because he's willing to lay down his life. He's willing to sacrifice everything. He's willing to give up all of his life for us. And the amazing thing about it, too, is that he had a perfect place in heaven. <laughs> he decided to come down in the flesh to be a part of us. He gave up. He gave up heaven to come down to be a part of us so he could die, so we can have right relationship and be with him and our with our creator in the end. That's a good shepherd. He sees the wolf coming in, right? The wolf is the one who's coming in to steal, kill, and destroy. The one who's coming to make us feel less than. The one who's making coming in to, to kill our, our emotional health, our spiritual health. The one who's trying to bring us down uh, physically. The one who's trying to tell us that, that we're not worth it. The one that's trying to tell us that nobody will like us anymore. The one who's trying to tell us nobody will love us again. The one who's trying to tell us that there's no coming back, right? You will not come back from this financial crisis. The one who's telling you you're never going to find a job again, so you might as well just end it. The one who's telling you lies over lies over lies, and the good shepherd says, not today, wolf, right? He stands in between us and the wolf. He is willing to step in and say, no, you are not taking my sheep. And the reason why you're not going to take my sheep is because I'm going to lay down my life so my sheep are safe. I'm going to lay down my life so they can no, no longer experience death. I'm going to lay down my life so they no longer have to um, experience doubt, pain, struggle. Because in eternity, it's all going to be healed. And when they face it here on earth, they know they have a shepherd who's standing in between them, who's fighting a good fight, and he's the good shepherd the one who knows their name, the one who sees their face, the one who can call each sheep and the sheep will hear his voice. And the question today that we have to ask ourselves is, when Jesus calls, do we hear his voice? When he's telling you, take comfort, do we hear it and do we comprehend it? Do we embrace it? When he's saying, have peace, do we listen to it? Or are we being drawn into things that bring us um, unrest, discomfort? When he's saying, I'm here to rescue you, do we say, I, I think I hear his voice, but I'm going to continue going over here and maybe I'm going to get rescued from drugs. Maybe I'm going to get rescued from sex. Maybe I'm going to get rescued from fill in the blank, my social media likes, my followers. I want to be Insta famous. I want to have a TikTok account that's crazy blowing up. I want to be known for my TikTok dances, right? But God's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I'm the one who's giving you identity, not that stuff. Because when that stuff goes away, if your identity is resting in that, then your good shepherd is, you don't know. You're not going to hear my voice. Are you hearing him today? Are you hearing him today telling you that you are his sheep? Are you hearing him today saying that he is, he is willing to lay down his life for you? He was willing to lay down his life for you. Are you hearing him today saying, I came back so you can have life everlasting, so you can be rescued, so you can be protected from the wolf? Are you hearing him today telling you that he is good? 
You see, when we um, when I hear this all the time, whenever I think about the good shepherd, when I hear about um, even the song, Good, Good Father, when I hear about anything about Jesus referring to himself as that he's good, right? I think of uh, Chronicles, of Nar- Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I'm a huge C.S. Lewis fan, for those of you who don't know. Um, but The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is, is by far the most famous of the Chronicles of Narnia books, right? Um, but when... when Lucy Pevensey comes into Narnia and she hears about Aslan and she's, she asks the question like, wait, Aslan, like, um, is he tame? Is he safe? And I believe she's speaking to Mr. Beaver. I'm, I'm trying to remember this, but I believe she's speaking to Mr. Beaver at this point. Um, but Beaver says to her like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he's not safe, but he's good. And the reason why he says he's not safe is because what happens when the good shepherd comes in is that all of a sudden there's a shift, right? There's a shift in the sheep because the sheep are now moving by his lead. They're listening to his voice. They're following his guidance. They're resting in his promises. They're, they're believing that he's the one who's going to provide for them. He's the one who's going to give them life again. He's the one who's going to protect them, right? This is what we see in this. And when that occurs though, when we actually rest in that, and we follow that, there's a shift that occurs in us. And this is where we say, I am stays constant, we do not, because we are no longer following our own ways, because these sheep are out in the wild, right, which was us before we knew Jesus, or if you're in this place and you don't really have a full relationship with Jesus yet, then then this is you, you're, you're out in the wild, you're just kind of doing your own thing. Some of it might seem good, but in reality, it's not really leading in a great direction, it's actually leading to death. That when we follow Jesus, there's a shift in us to a point where we actually start listening to his voice, following his desires, following his lead, eating what he wants us to eat, metaphorically, right? Taking in what he wants us to take in, staying where he wants us to stay, walking where he wants us to walk, serving who he wants us to serve. This is what happens. And that's why it's not safe. That's why he's not safe. Because we want to follow our own desires. We want to follow our own comfort. We want to follow our own things. And God's safety disappears because he starts to shift us. And that's, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard part. That's a hard thing to experience. Because that's dangerous to us. I'm not me anymore. No, no, no. You, you may not be you anymore, but you're who God wants you to be. <laughs> well, I, but I found so much comfort in this. Yes, but that was leading to death. And Jesus wants to point you to life. So that's why you start moving this way. Well, but, but he or she were so great for me. No, no, no. They might not have been. They actually were heading, in, they actually led you toward an unhealthy place. Jesus has someone better in store. I'm not saying that you have to end your relationship right now. I'm just saying like this this could be something that occurs. Why? Because the safety disappears. But the good is there. The good is there. The wolf might seem so good. <laughs> Man, you know, he's flirt he's furry. I'll pet him. He looks nice. <laughs> and then as he kind of looks nice, all of a sudden, <laughs> that's what happens. You're not ready for it. And Jesus is saying, I am the good shepherd who knows the dangers, who knows what can bring you down. And I'm trying to point you to right relationship with your creator. I'm trying to point you to eternity. I'm trying to point you to a good life. If I am your good shepherd. Trust me. Trust me. I'm not safe for you, but I'm good for you. 
I'm going to lead you in the right way. I'm going to protect you in the stall. I'm going to protect you when you're out eating in the wild. I'm going to protect you because I'm with you. Do you hear my voice? And do you know my voice? Hearing and knowing. Right? You can hear it, but if you don't know, you're not going to pay attention. But do you know his voice? Do you know it? That's what you have to ask yourself today. And my prayer is that you do know it. My prayer is that you will hear it, you'll recognize it, and you'll start following the lead of Jesus' voice. But you have to rest in his leadership. You have to rest in his promises for you. And you have to trust that he truly came to rescue you. And that he is truly here to protect you in your journey. That's what this is. I am is our protector. I am is the good shepherd. I am is our leader. I am is good. I am isn't safe. <laughs> I mean, everything that we've read so far, right, with Moses, that wasn't safe to send him into the Pharaoh's kingdom to ask for the Israelites' freedom. That wasn't safe. But it was good. Right? That's... That's, in, that's, that's exactly what it means to walk in a relationship with Jesus, is that you move into something good for you again. So with that, I'm going to pray for us. And my prayer is that you hear his voice, you listen to his voice, you, understand, you know his voice, and you walk in his desire for you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the Good Shepherd. We thank you for your Son, Jesus, who came to be our rescuer, who came to give us freedom, who came to give us life, who came to protect us and save us from the wolf, the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, the thief who comes to take our life. Thank you for sending Jesus to protect us to conquer death so we can have life everlasting with you. Thank you. And Father, in this time, maybe there's people who are hearing this message and maybe they're trying to, they want to step into a relationship with the Good Shepherd today. And if that's them, God, if, if they're listening and they, they want to do that, Father, I pray that they can accept Christ's sacrifice for them. And they can say to you, God, thank you for Jesus, who is my Savior, who's given me life, who's conquered death, so I could be with you in eternity. Amen. For joining us on the New Community Podcast, we hope it was encouraging and challenging you in your journey with Jesus. Have a great week.